Welcome to Just a Thought with your host, Mark Short. I'm Mark Short, and this is Just a Thought. Well, I want to welcome you this week to our podcast. And let me just say off the top, we're getting close to uh, having been doing these podcasts now for nearly a year. Not sure, about a month from now, I guess, another month of podcasts, we'll have done a year's worth, and then we'll kind of reassess where we're at at that point in time. I don't know how many of you are tired of uh, tuning in from week to week or as often as you do. Uh, I know we've lost a few listeners or regulars uh, from the beginning, and that's understandable. Uh, I'm still surprised that anybody (laughs) will listen in at all, Uh, but I appreciate it, and uh, I still enjoy doing these, and like I said, we'll, we'll try and finish out the year and see where we're at after that. I want to share a little different thought today, and I'm not sure. We may have to actually break this into two different podcasts. We'll see as we get there uh, if we can if we can finish it today or not. I don't want to go too long, but um, I, want to, I want to talk about something that maybe is just a reminder to you. Uh, to some, maybe it'll be a revelation and to others, it'll be a reminder, and that's okay. I've said for the last several years that it seems like the thoughts that I share, at least to me, are more reminders than revelation, but I have to consider that some of the things that God shares with us and some of the things that are thoughts in this podcast, they're new to people. They're truly a revelation in the way they think. And so whether this is a revelation or reminder to the, to you today, uh, here's what here's what I have for my thought. I'm a word person. And when I say that, I mean that I'm not only a word of God person, but I also like words because words are what we use to communicate and describe and illustrate and ultimately to form a life. God's words frame the world and our words will frame our world. So when we need to choose and embrace words, we need to choose and embrace the right words that hopefully will produce a right life. You know, words that um, God's people really need to embrace are so many, and we don't have time to, to go into all the different words that we need to be looking and asking God to help us to embrace and to live on a day-to-day basis. But I want to just talk about one of those words today. And as I've said, if this gets too long, we'll finish next week, but we'll do our best. Back several years ago when we uh, launched out into what I call the next season of our ministry in life. We left Southwest City, the full gospel church there that we pastored for 23 years. We moved to Branson, uh, had a couple of years there that, uh, you know, I've said many times were difficult years, and yet they may have been two of the most beneficial years looking back. And when I look back over my life, however long I live, those two years in Branson uh, may have been two of the most beneficial years uh, that we could have had during the course of our life and ministry. And we'll only know probably when it's all said and done and we look back from what we learned during that two years, what we went through, how, how God retaught us some lessons. But one of the things that he He shared with me during that time was a Scripture and Proverbs the eleventh chapter that that says, "He that refreshes others will he himself be refreshed." And I 
interchange that word today because the word I want to talk about that God's been dealing with me about lately is a word that he's dealt with me about before, but in this season that we're living through right now, where everybody seems to be so much about themselves, just surviving, just getting by, just getting all you can for yourself, so you'll have yours and and not worry really about anybody else and whether they have theirs or not. The word that God has really been speaking to me in my spirit about is the word generous. So I come back to that scripture that I just read in Proverbs 11.25 that says, he that is Uh, refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And that was the cornerstone scripture that I used during the two years we were in Branson because our intention was to refresh others that were in the ministry. And over the course of two years, we were able to bring, I believe, 80 or 85 ministry couples and other individuals into Branson for a couple of days, get them tickets to shows, take them out to eat, uh, help them just get refreshed for a couple of days. I always tell people, you know, getting away may not answer all the things that you're dealing with, and but it it'll help, if it helps you catch your breath, if it helps get you refreshed, then hopefully you can go back and you can do better in whatever ministry you're doing, be it a church, a missions work, a school, or whatever. That said, God gave me that scripture, and I not only took it to to mean that as long as I was refreshing others, God would refresh me. But I interchanged the word, he that is generous with others will himself see generosity. And that's basically what we did those two years in Branson, is we tried to be as generous as we could with those that came and spent some time with us. And um, we just gave. For, for the first time in almost 30 years of full-time ministry, instead of being paid to do the ministry, we paid to get to do the ministry. We, we used our own resources, and we were blessed to have a lot of friends that came alongside and gave us offerings and uh, helped us to um, refresh and be generous to these ministers and their wives and, and their staff that came in to Branson for just a couple of days, just needing to catch their spiritual breath. And um, because of other people's generosity and because God had blessed us, we were able to do that. And as I said, as difficult as those two years were, they were also truly a blessing. They were a real blessing to us to see and be able to do the things that we were able to do. I think everybody that came during the those two years we were able to put together, but again, because of the generosity of others and some of the resources we had gathered, put together some baskets that had books and uh, gifts and and food items and, you know, stuff like that, that hopefully was just a blessing to those that came to be with us for those couple of days they came. And so that said, God has has always impressed on me that he didn't he didn't just give me what he's given me. He didn't just bless me with what I have been blessed with so that I could say, "Hey, look what I have. Look what God's done for me." Although that's a testimony, but the intention was, I'm going to bless you, but I want you to bless others with what I blessed you with. And that's actually where the name of our ministry that we incorporated during that time came from, Blessed to Bless. We are blessed. We are given. We are, you know, God is generous with us so that we will bless and be generous with others. One of the words, as I've said, that God just has pounded and pounded into me through the course of our ministry 
is that we're generous with an intention that if we would be if we would bless other ministries and bless other ministers and bless people every chance we could as generously as we could, God would always take care of us in whatever needs we have. And guess what? I'm here to tell you as a part of my thought today that God has never not met every need that we had. He's always taken care of everything and generously. He's, he, you know, even when there wasn't, there was great need and, and seemingly very little uh, resource, uh, God always made up the difference and he always took care of us because it was always in my heart to be as generous as I could with those that I knew could use a little uh, hand up, I guess. I read an excellent book a number of years ago entitled The Generosity Factor. Uh, it was written by Ken Blanchard and S. Cruitt Kathy, who was a founder of Chick-fil-A restaurants. It's a present-day parable is basically what it is, or it's a story about a young executive who's looking for success and through the life of another man who has made it, as far as the world standards measure success, finds out that there's something more important than success in life. It's significance. Who does your life matter to and why? Are you only about money and materialism? Or are those things just something you see as tools to help you do what you're really on this earth to do? You get a chance to pick up that book. It's not a big book. It's a real small book. But boy, the truth that uh, it conveys is powerful. The Generosity Factor, written by Ken Blanchard and S. Truett Cathy. And it really does impress on how important significance is even more than success. A lot of people uh, find success, and success, as most of us know, is very fleeting. It comes and goes. But significance is what, it's something that lives on long after we're gone. Uh, If we've been significant to people, if we've made a difference in their lives, they won't care whether we were successful and had a lot of money, lived in a big house, drove a nice car and all of those things. They'll only care about how we touch them and we're generous with them, whether with our finances, our time, our attention, or our compassion or whatever else that made a difference for them. The book's excellent. The truths that it conveys are priceless. And we need to discover some very important things about what we think are very important things, such as everything that we possess or own, it's not really ours. It all belongs to God. And we should treat it that way because we look at everything as mine, 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 and, you know, that's mine. More often than having a generous spirit, we have a greedy one. And greed is eating our world alive. Now, (laughs) I'm going to transition real quick and back up because that just brought to my mind something that happened at Christmas with our youngest granddaughter. Most of you know, uh, Collins Olivia is our three-year-old granddaughter. Uh, She's the daughter of Blake and Catherine, and her older sister, Rory, uh, is 10 years old. And we spent Christmas morning with them, and, and truly, I think for the first time, Collins grasped what Christmas and presents and all that was all about because she got to help hand out the presents and then she, you know, began to open. And we would ask her when she opened a present, 
Collins, who is it from? Who got you that? And that was not the bigger important truth to her. The bigger thing was, this is mine. And she wanted everybody to know it. I think especially she wanted Rory, her older sister, to know, this is not yours. This is mine. And she'd say, this is mine. I'd say, I know it's yours. Who who gave it to you? This is mine. And, you know, I think sometimes uh, she's innocent. She's just, she was, that's her stuff. But, you know, we as adults can get that kind of spirit about us where we're we're so intent on gathering everything we can in this life to ourselves in excess that really generous generosity is not even a forethought in our mind greed <laughs> getting ours that's the superseding thought. And we're not going to go there today because I could go really deep in that area. But let me say this, our world would be such a more, it'd just be such a greater place if we could get past that spirit of greed that seems to be perpetuating itself even more so now, maybe than ever before. Maybe that's just my thinking. It's my thought. Maybe it's always been this way, and I know it has. You know, Judas sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. That was greed. That was pure selfish greed. To him, his relationship with, you know, 30 pieces of silver was more important to him than his relationship with, with the Son of God. Can I say this? There's a lot of people, your life would completely turn around. It would change. It would be so different if you could transition from being greedy to being generous to wanting to give anything that you might have the opportunity to give rather than to get anything you might have the opportunity to get. And the spirit we possess should represent the God we serve. And if you know God, if you know Him at all, you know that generosity, not greediness, describes Him well. I was going to tell you a story about a woman in the Bible that I, you know, I never really looked at as having a spirit of generosity. But when you read her story, you see that she really personifies what we're talking about. But I'm going to hold on to that thought. And I'm going to share that thought with, along with some of her truths next week. I'm going to do that next week uh, because I feel like the foundation of thought I've laid for this week is sufficient. And the challenge that I want to leave you with this week that we'll finish and add to next week is simply you and I have a choice. We can either be generous and want to be a blessing to others and to anybody that we would have the opportunity to, or we can we can allow greed and that I'm going to get all I can. I'm going to keep all I can. I'm not going to share any of what God's blessed me with. We can have that kind of spirit if that's what we want to be about. If you're God's child You cannot have that spirit and say you are born of God, that you are God's, because that is not how God is. God is generous. He is merciful. He is loving. He is kind. He is in excess, all of those things. And he has called us to be the very same as his sons and daughters. So this week in ending this particular thought here, instead of going any further with it, I want to not only challenge you, but I want to pray for all of us concerning this very important area. 
this very important word that we've introduced as our thought this week. I want to pray that God would make all of us more generous, that He would make us refreshers of others so that we could know true refreshing, so we could, that we would be generous with others so we could really know what true generosity was, not for the, for the bottom line of being successful, but for the bottom line of being significant, making a difference in people's lives in a positive way so that they truly could know God's blessing through us. Father, I pray today as we close this podcast and this thought that, Lord, you would look at all of us and everyone that's listening in, I pray would search their hearts as I searched mine and I'm searching it even now and asking you, God, to help me in all ways to be more generous, less greedy, less selfish, less self-centered, more generous, more selfless, more other-centered, and most especially more God-centered. God, help me with what you've blessed me with to bless others. What you've been so generous with in my life, help me to be generous in the lives of others with those things I've been given. Lord, thank you. I can truly say I am a blessed, blessed man because of your generosity, God. Help me now with what you've been generous with in my life. Help me to be generous to others with those same things that they might be blessed also in Jesus' name. Well, that's the first part of this thought. You're going to want to listen in next week and hear the story I'm going to tell and and finish this thought in a way that will challenge you even further, I do believe. But until then, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for giving me your time and tuning in this week. Go out and be generous with somebody. Just do something good for them. Let them know that we serve a God of blessing and generosity. Till next week, have a good one. Thanks for listening to Just a Thought with your host, Mark Short. If you have any questions, comments, or have any prayer requests that Mark can pray over, please email him justathoughtmark at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe and catch new episodes each and every week.